0: So, um, once again, good morning, everyone. Uh, It's exciting to to be with you today. And so, yeah, we are continuing our series in, um, you know, in our our reading and understanding of Scripture, right? And so I just want to kind of give you um, a little bit uh, of a summary, I guess, to kind of talk about what we've already uh, discussed, you know, uh, in, in the previous weeks. So, you know, Scripture, God's Word, our lives, all right? So in in week one, we looked at, you know, what is the Bible? Um, What exactly is this book called the Bible? And so we have this definition. We've been using this definition, um, and it's a really helpful definition to kind of say what Scripture is. And so, you know, the Bible is a library of writings that are both divine and human that tell one unified story leading us to Jesus. And, you know... And once again, it's, it's actually a, a library of books. There are many um, other books um, in the Bible uh, with, you know, 40 different human offers. There's various different genres. And in total, we have 66 books, right? Um, so that's just a little bit of a reminder to us of what, you know, what exactly is the Bible. And, you know, we also looked at uh, the Bible um, and Jesus, and also, remember, it's this unified story that leads us to Jesus. And so, you know, we, 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 we looked at this passage uh, last week um, about, you know, n- there is no problem with Scripture. Um, it's simply our understanding. And, and, and to highlight that, we looked at a passage where Jesus shows um, these disciples um, everything, uh, and, you know, that the Scriptures point to Him, in every way that the Scriptures point to him, um, um, in order for them to, to understand. So, you know, the truth was always there. Um, it's just that these disciples did not understand it, as, as so happens very often uh, with us, too. And so this week, right, we're going we're gonna to build off on that. And we're going to kind of look at, practically speaking, as well, you know, like, like how, um, you know, what, what is the Bible for? Um, what, what am I supposed to do um, with the Bible? What is the Bible doing you know to me right? So not not like a what's in it for me well, let's not let's not think like that, but what what is the Bible doing you know to me right when we when we approach it the right way? And so we are going to look at 2 Timothy today, uh, chapter three uh, verses fourteen to seventeen. But I also want to backtrack a little bit to what we spoke about last week because I think that if we just look at this verse and, 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 and that we don't remember what Scripture is pointing to, then we're going to fall into serious error and we're going to miss the point entirely. So we're going to do both and so and so first, going back once again, this is a little bit what you know what Pastor Dustin has spoke about uh, last week. we're going to turn first um, we're going to f- turn first to Luke chapter 24. All right. And so let me just remind you a little bit of what is going on here. All right. Let me give you a little bit of context here. All right. So in the previous chapter, chapter 23, you know, Jesus is, 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 is under trial by Pontius Pilate. Right. Um, and you know, he finds him innocent, but the crowd is like, you know, crucify him, uh, free Barabbas instead, who, uh, who was someone who was, who was, you know, um, you know, being trialed as well because of, of, of murder that he committed. So the crowd is like, you know what? You know, crucified Jesus, you know, give us this guy instead. So that's what goes on. And so Jesus is crucified, right? And he's buried. And then if we go to chapter 24, you know, Jesus, um, you know, he, 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 he rises from the dead. He rises from the dead. Like Jesus is back. Like, like Jesus rises from the dead, Um, and so after that, like all these really kind of cool and, you know, almost kind of strange things start happening. Okay. And so, you know, there's this, you know, we're told of this, of this passage where, um, there's two disciples and they're on the road, um, uh, to, they're on the road to uh, Emmaus. And, and, and so they're kind of talking and discussing about things. They're trying to understand like what, what, what has just happened? Like what, what is going on here? Um, you know, what, what happened to this, this, this person, you know, Jesus? Uh, and, and they're kind of talking about their disappointments. They're really sad. And Jesus appears to them. Jesus appears to them. And, wh- and what's really interesting, we don't know why, once again, is that, you know, they, they don't recognize who he is. Like Jesus is there <laughs> and he kind of just gets in on their conversation and they don't even recognize who he is. But then, you know, they start talking. They're sad, and, you know, they're trying to understand, like, what is what is going on and what is going on. And then Jesus, what Jesus does, you know, if you look down to, to like, verse 25 and, and, and verse 26 and verse 27, you know, you know, he, he tells them, you know, "Oh, foolish one, slow to heart, slow, slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses... And all the prophets, he interpreted them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. And so, I'm going to continue to read from 28 to 33 as well. So they drew near to the village to which they were going. He acted as if he were going farther, but they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is now far spent." And so he went in to stay with them. And when he was at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And look what it says here in in verse 31. And their eyes were opened and they recognized him. And he vanished from their sight. And they said to each other, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road? while he opened to us the scriptures. You know, that's really interesting. If, if we look at, you know, verse 32, again, right? Did not our hearts burn within us? You know, that's striking, and that's also really powerful. And, you know, there, there's something that kind of goes on here, and this is really interesting, right? And while, while Jesus is on the road with them, Jesus is revealing to them everything that the scriptures are saying about him. But what's really interesting is that they still don't recognize who he is. And so, like what I'm trying to say here is that it was when, you know, the the, the act of relationship, when they were able, you know, having been told everything about who Jesus is, it was only when they broke bread in the presence of Jesus that they remembered and they realized who he was, who he truly was. And and that is so, so powerful, right? It reminds us that the Bible is not just information. You can know a lot about the Bible, but sadly know nothing about Jesus. And I I think the proper way is, is when we're reading Scripture is that as we're reading Scripture, that we just have this strong kind of burning desire in us of, you know, like, just give me Jesus right now. Like, I want Jesus. Like, Jesus, this is something that is so refreshing to me right now. Like, I want to know you. This is me spending time in your presence. But I just don't want words on a page. Like, I want you. Like, you know, this year I've been, uh, you know, dedicated or devoted uh, to trying to read through the Bible. (laughs) Right now I'm a little bit far behind. But, you know, and it's a good thing. It's a good initiative, you know. Like, we need to know more about the Bible. Like, Bible illiteracy is something that we definitely struggle with nowadays for sure. And we need to know what the Bible is saying, you know. And so, once again, in this passage, Jesus he, he showed these two disciples everything that was written. So he had to tell them, right, of, of, of what was there. But I found sometimes that I would actually miss the whole point of my Bible study. Sometimes for me, it just became like, okay, I need to stay on track with what I'm doing. So, you know, okay, I got to read this many pages today. And I would try to speed through it before work or something like that, just to say that I got the job done. Now, I was acquiring information... You know, I was remembering some of the stories in, in the Old Testament and whatnot, and that's really good. But I realized also is that how much time was spent in prayer in those moments and how much time was I really in the presence of Jesus, in, in the presence of Jesus. And so, and so, you know, once again, you know, we need to read Scripture. The problem is not with Scripture but it's how are we approaching the Bible? You know, and I can say, I can say that some of the most, the, the most satisfying times for me is then when I, when I get to open the Word of God and realize that just every word, you know, every sentence is inspired. And that's so amazing. And I get to like feast, like my soul just eats. It just eats and it just, you know, consumes the bread of life, you know. And I am so thrilled and I'm so filled up. And, and, and those are days that I truly long for. Those are the times where I really feel like Jesus is right there and He's revealing Himself to me. And that is the thing that, that fills me up the most. It's not just having information, but it's being at the table with Jesus and enjoying who He is. And so, you know, now knowing that, right, I, I, want, I want to keep going here, you know, and, and, and just to, to emphasize once again that, that it's an invitation to relationship. And the way that we are supposed to approach the Bible is that we are supposed to approach the Bible, right, as a way to, to know who Jesus is and to truly know him and to have that, that deep relationship that, you know, as the, as the disciples were saying that, you know, their, their hearts were burning in them. You can say, this is Jesus. This is the Jesus that I know. This is the Jesus that's revealed himself to us. And, and that's what we should be getting out, getting, getting out of Scripture, you know, when we come to the Bible, because it's leading us to Jesus. And so, and so you know, I, I, I want to say also something else, right? That once again, it's, it's uh, you know, that's the first thing, you know, that, that you know, Scripture is leading us to Jesus, and then, of course, the other thing is, is that, you know, that, that, that if we don't understand Scripture, if there's something that we're reading and we don't understand it, you know, it's, the, the problem is just on us. It's on our interpretation of it. Because, remember, we need to know why, you know, we need to know what the story of the Bible is, that this is God revealing himself you know through this story of of of, of creation you know the fall and, re- and and then the redemption um you know at the cross and, and 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 the future glory like this is the story of God who's revealing himself to us and we get to know more and more about who this God is right and so we cannot use scripture as this like weapon or you know <laughs> As this platform to just advance what we just want to say, you know, um, you know that, that would be twisting the scriptures, and, and and I and I think about this passage um, uh, in in Matthew, um, in, in in the book of Matthew. All right, um, I think it's in it's in chapter twenty two or or twenty four, and and there's this there's this uh, conversations that he that he's having with, with the the Sadducees. Okay. Um, you know, so the, so the Sadducees were, were asking Jesus a question, um, you know, <laughs> with the wrong intent. You know, they were using the scriptures for, for their own reasonings, their own, their own reasons. So they had this whole kind of like doctrine. They, they didn't believe uh, in, in the resurrection, right, uh, uh, of the dead. And so they're like, okay, we, that's what we believe. This is, you know, this is our interpretation of the Bible. So we're going to go to Jesus and we're going to ask this kind of like complex question, in order to trap him, you know? But we're gonna make the Bible say what we want it to say, and then we're gonna go to Jesus and try to trap him to see what he says. You know, and, and, and Jesus says, you know, you know this, this really, really cool thing. Um, and basically, he tells them, you know that, that, you know, that they do not understand the power, the power of God. They don't, they don't understand the power or the knowledge of God um, and, and that they need to understand that, that they need to understand that, you know, you, you, you cannot. And, and he responds also by saying that, you know, that he is not the God of, uh, you know, of the dead, but he is the God of the living, you know. So most certainly there is a resurrection, right? But, you know, that's just, once again, that's just an example of, of, of what happens when we go to Scripture and we make Scripture say what we want it to say. But, of course, we're missing the entire point. We're missing the entire point, right? And, you know, and and then there's this this other passage, you know, uh, you know, of of, of afterwards when, when the Pharisees hear how Jesus silences the Sadducees, right? You know, someone approaches Jesus, right, and asks him, you know, what is the great commandment in the law? And we know what Jesus says here, right? He says... You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And this is the great and first commandment. That's amazing. And we know the second, and the second is like it. He also says this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So once again, Jesus is saying that, you know, the purpose of Scripture, that it it, it points to a relationship with Him. And isn't it so amazing that He can sum up, you know, uh, like the law um, and, and Scripture as, you know, and all the commandments into two? That it's love? Like, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And notice how it doesn't just stop there. It says, love your neighbor as yourself. So, you know, you know, we're we're in trying times, you know, there's there's been a lot of world events going on right now. Um, and you know, for so many people, it's been very emotional, um, and very exhausting, right? And very exhausting. You know, and and I've seen, you know, you know, and you know, many different posts and and many different ideas, and many different things, and and just, I've also seen Christians arguing with one another about about the things that are going on. But I wonder, once again, and I see people using Bible verses to say what they want to say, but I wonder if we've truly missed the point. Because here it says, you know, here we're taught that Scripture is supposed to lead us to Jesus. And that when we look at Scripture... That, that, that Jesus, you know, he reveals himself. We get to know the very heart. The very heart and the very mind of God and what he truly is for. And so I ask you, you know, I think the discussions are good. I think people need to talk about things. But if Jesus is not there and if you forget about the commandment of love, that the whole reason You know, that that the Bible, you know, that that this whole story is going on is the story of redemption of God's love for us and how he's reconciling himself to us and that he's a God that pursues us when we're rebels. That's amazing. He pursues us and he pursues us so that we can have relationship with him. So if we're going to come to the Bible and and, and we're going to talk about all these ideas, but we're fighting one another, we're trying to beat each other over the head with truth, we're missing the entire point. We should be moved to love God and to love one another. And in case that we've forgotten what love is, that also means hearing others who are hurting and to not have a cold and callous heart, to not care about the pains and the trials that they have gone through. We need to love one another. And love also means that we need to listen to one another You can't be like, I'm not listening to you. I don't want to hear anything that you're saying. You can't say that to a brother or a sister because where's the love in that as well? So I just want to remind us, you know, as as we're looking through through scripture, you know, that we would be reminded of the love, the love of Christ, the love that God has for us, the the love that, that he had for us that came right at us, that he stopped at nothing. But I want to remind you, too, that we are to be like Him, Um, that we are to love God, and we are to love one another. You know, and, and, and and that is really the power of Scripture. It's leading us to Jesus. And for all of us as brothers and sisters, it should lead us to the same table. There's one Jesus, right? And, you know, so... Yeah, so so we're going to we're going to continue from there. <laughs> we're going to continue from there. Um and you know, and 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 I'm and I'm just going to share a little story, right, of 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 you know some of my experience as well. Um you know, of of you know Bible study and whatnot. So, uh, I I went to uh Concordia University. Uh, I studied there for like 4 years. Uh, you know, I studied in uh, mechanical engineering and you know, I was I was allowed to take one elective, only one. <laughs> What a letdown! down. I wasn't allowed to take one elective. And so I was really excited. You know, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm allowed to take one elective and I'm, I'm gonna take a theology class, right? You know, cause this is where, the, where my passion was, you know? Not that I didn't like engineering, but this is where like my, my heart and my passion was. So I'm like, I'm gonna take a theology class. It's gonna be great. Uh, you know, and after that one theology class, I'm gonna be set basically, right? I'm gonna be all ready for uh, ministry or anything else, right? Um, and so you know, we, we took this course, and it was called like the Ethics of of the Bible," and it was it was really interesting, like uh, we looked at history and whatnot, and i I definitely appreciated that part of the course. And you know, we're looking at history, and I'm like, "Wow, this is so cool. I'm learning this in school. Like I'm so excited. Um, you know and we kept going, and, you know I'm like, "Hey, this is a good course, you know we're gonna, we're getting close to the climax of the story here, like this is good, this is awesome and and But then, as we were kind of journeying journeying along that. The conclusion of the course was so I don't know, it was such a letdown. I remember my professor saying that you know basically that like that the Bible's teachings and the Bible's ethics that they're just changing all the time. That they're just completely dependent on the surroundings at the time. The people that are there and the culture. Um and 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 that essentially, right, that the Bible's ethics and the truth is just relative. And, you know, depending on the time that you're in, you're going to read it differently. And I thought, wow, that was a letdown. (laughs) That was a real letdown. But once again, that misses the point entirely. That has it all wrong. You know, God's commands, God's word, it reveals to us, who he is and it's a story that, that 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 he's that he's writing right it's a story that, that he's telling and it's revealing to us who he is and what he's done right and so no like 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 Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever and anything that you would find in the Bible you know it's not there by mistake it reveals something about who God is and there's a reason why it's there but once again if we don't understand certain things it doesn't mean that we can just go twist it the problem is not with scripture it's with our own reading and our own interpretation our own understanding of it right and you know and 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 and, you know and on on that note right you know and I, I can say that I was disappointed at the conclusion of, of that class. You know, but, and, 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 and that's just kind of like a caution or a warning as well. You know, to say to, to the irreligious or maybe to the progressive that, you know, we need to stop twisting God's word and subtracting from it and stop diminishing what it's saying to make it say what we want it to say. Like we need to stop doing that, right? And then on the other hand, right, you know, Jesus never lets the religious go <laughs> freely in this, right? I mean, if you look, uh, you know, all throughout the Gospels, right, and you see the, you know, like I said, the, the Pharisees and, and the Sadducees, right? We need to stop adding to God's word in order to prove our own doctrine that we make up. And, 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 <laughs> and we need to st- also stop making the Bible say what we want it to say. We can't do that. And and, and I think that's amazing that that's a reminder on both sides, you know, not to subtract, subtract or twist or pervert what scripture is saying or diminishing what it's saying. And at the same time, we can't be adding things to it. We can't be making stuff up to prove our own point. We can't be adding things to it (laughs) to make the Bible say what we want it to say. So I think, you know, basically, don't make the Bible say what you want it to say. But ask yourself, what is Jesus revealing about himself through this? And then how does that change the way that I live? You know, I think, I think that's really important. How, 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 how does that change the way that I live? How, how does having that relationship with Jesus then change the way that I live and approach everything that I do in life. So, you know, the reason why I'm kind of going through this and just was kind of walking us through those different verses and, and whatnot and kind of like piggybacking from what Pastor Dustin was saying last week is because I just wanted to stress and really make sure that, that Scripture you know, it points to having a relationship with Jesus. Remember, once again, think of the two disciples on the road to Emmaus and how, you know, they needed the knowledge, they needed to be taught, they needed to understand, and that's great, but ultimately, they needed to be at the table with Jesus to truly experience and taste what is going on there, to know this this wonderful Jesus. And so now, you know, Knowing that scripture, right, it leads us to Jesus. I want to look at 2 Timothy um, chapter 3, verses 14 to 17. I think this is going to be up on the screen as well for you guys. Um, and so I'm going, to read, I'm going to read this for you. So, but as for you, continue in what you've learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it. And you know, that's amazing, right? All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be equipped, complete, equipped for every good work. There is so much air. Like there is so much in these verses that's so amazing, that really highlights a lot of aspects about what scripture is. And you know, so, so Paul, Paul is writing this uh, to Timothy. You know, he, he's, a, he's a young pastor and he's a beloved friend. And, and where he actually starts here in, in verse 14, there's actually something that's really interesting here too, is that it actually also starts with relationship, right? You know, if, if you look at verse 14, right? But as for you, continue with what you have learned, knowing from whom you learned it, and also from childhood, right? That you've been a- acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. That's really amazing, you know? I just want to touch on that briefly that there is the, relational, the relationship aspect there. That's amazing. You know, Paul, Paul, Paul is saying, right? Remember who you've learned it from. Remember the people who've taught it to you. That you've seen it from me and this is Paul. Paul. Paul speaking there, right? And that you see you you've seen, you know the gospel that Paul has preached and you've seen him living it out in action and all the and, and all that it produces that 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 you know reminds us of love um and it reminds us of the love of Christ and 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 you know God's love for us and then you know our response to that. And then also once again it it it, it 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 draws back to also you know you know who Timothy learned it from in childhood and that was his mother and his grandmother, and that's amazing. That once again there's a relational aspect to this. It, it's not just that the Bible is information. You know, like you know here like uh, <laughs> I think Pastor Dustin used this example the other week as well, right? Like imagine meeting someone and they just give you like the fact sheet. You know, so you know I am uh, five foot uh, eight and a half. Uh, And I weigh X amount of pounds. I studied this. And you know, that's it. It's like, okay, nice to meet you too. Imagine how cold that would be. Like, it's not just like a facts sheet. But it's like, remember of the life on life aspect. Remember the relationship aspect. And remember that, that you saw how scripture transformed these figures in your life. These mentors of yours. And remember that this is something that's alive, it's active, it's moving, it's moving. And that's great. And you know, and, and, and then when we, when we look down to verse 16, right? You know, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. And you know, so notice also how it says in verse 16 that that says, all scripture, right? So that's not like just this portion. That's like the Bible in its entirety. That's every single part of the Bible. All scripture is breathed out by God, right? And so, we're, yeah, we're going to spend a little bit of time here for the last part, just unpacking, you know, these different um, aspects from, you know, from verse 16 onward. Right? Because there's so much here. It's so great. Um, it's it's so rich in, 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 in you know um, in, in, in helping us, you know, understand, you know, what, what scripture is, right? But we know like, you know, like all scripture is breathed out by God, you know, like what is breathing, what does breathing like mean? Like what what is that trying to trying to say to us, you know? You know, I'm I'm breathing right now. Um, I'm speaking some words. I'm breathe, I'm breathing, right? But it's this 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 it's this aliveness, you know, they, like like when, when scripture, you know, all all scriptures breathe out by God, you know, when, when when God breathes, his words, they give life. They give life. You know, we can backtrack a little bit even to like Genesis 1, right? Where we see God speaking things into existence. When God speaks, like like things happen, when God speaks Things come alive um, all of creation, everything is obedient to the to, to the to the to the words to the mouth of God. so God speaks he doesn't just speak in theory when God speaks, it comes alive. things happen, things change that's amazing. God speaks so 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 you know so breathe like God breathes like all scripture is breathe out for God, okay, and for what for what you know like, like what, 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 is it, what is this passage here telling us, okay? And it's profitable for teaching. But, you know, bef- before that, I want, I want to actually kind of emphasize once again, there's, there's a, you know, in, in Hebrews chapter four, verse 12, right? Let me just remind you what it says here about scripture as well, okay? For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Wow, that's amazing, right? Like once again, the emphasis here: God's word is living and active. Living, something living. You know, it's not dead, right? And I'm and I'm gonna kind of draw back a little bit. You know, even once again to to the book of James, we looked at James. Uh, earlier in the year or maybe at the end of last year, right? You know, that faith without works is is dead. Is dead. Like like God's word is alive. It's active. It's accomplishing something. It's in, accomplishing his will, right? God's word is alive. It's 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 active. You know, and 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 you know and, and so that 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 you know, and then we're going to keep going on, right? And that leads us to the to the next part. You know, that it's, it's profitable for, for teaching, right? It's profitable for teaching. Like, like, what is the emphasis here that's going on right now, right? Imagine I, gave, I came here and gave a sermon where the Bible was not opened. <laughs> what would be that? Everyone would be disappointed, right? Here at Reach Montreal, everyone would be disappointed. We'd say, what is this? This isn't doing anything for me. This isn't helping me. Imagine I came up here and I didn't have the Bible open. <clears throat> It's profitable for teaching. It instructs us, instructs us, it teaches us, you know, for reproof, you know, for correction. You know, for for rebuke, right? Like once again, we were saying that that, you know, all of us have to come to Scripture, submitting to the Lordship and, and to the authority of Jesus, and and not that, you know, I'm gonna come here and give my own version of this. This is great, time for my platform. But then we have to come and submit to the Lordship of Jesus. So Jesus is going to correct us, right? Um, You know, and there's going to be things that we read in the Bible that, you know, we're, we're, you know, might rub us the wrong way. Um, You know, we we might not be there yet. Um, But, you know, Scripture is going to correct us, right? God is going is going is going to rebuke us. He's going to show us things. You know, the the we're going we're going to repent from certain things. We're going to be like, "Okay, I was walking in that direction. You know, I'm going to turn around and face you, Jesus, and I'm going to come towards you." Scripture is powerful for that, right? And once again for correction, you know, it straightens us out, you know. And 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 once again, it it it, it keeps us, you know, on 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 the right path. And and if if we're going the wrong way, right? then Scripture is going to come, and it's going to remind us. It's going to remind us of who Jesus is. And lastly as well, right, you know, for, for, for training in, in, in righteousness. So that, that's an interesting one, yeah, training, training in righteousness. So, so my brother, um, he, um, I guess for the past two years, he's been really dedicated uh, and focused on exercise, okay. Uh, he has like a, he's like a partial gym owner now, a small, small gym in the West Island. Um, and, you know, I remember, I remember when he first started, when he first started working out, you know. Like, uh, I, like I, I went to the gym with him, you know, and that's when I knew more uh, <laughs> about working out. And he, he had just started and we were training together. And I, and I remember in a way how bad he was. Uh, Like, truly. (laughs) Um, But, you know, the the, the cool thing is, a year later, two years later, I don't even compare. (laughs) Like, now he's teaching me everything about, you know, what it means to work out properly. But one of the things that always kind of grabbed me from what my brother was doing is the dedication that it takes. Like, every single day, I see him working out. Every single day. Like, I know his routine. He's going to get up. Uh, he's going to have this like regimented diet and then he's going to go to the gym and he's going to work out. And, and, and the amount of like effort in a way that that does take, it's, 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 it's admirable. Like I, I admire what he's doing there, you know. And, and you see, but, but you see, and, and, it, and, it, and it's encouraging to see, right. You know, for the first month of working out, maybe it's a little awkward, you know. The first few months, you're like, what is the purpose of this, right. But look what happens like two years later. Like two years later, like my brother knows so much about exercise and I see the dedication uh, that he has about it and he knows that he needs it. And that's amazing. So once again, you know, like training in righteousness, like just to say that we need to have God's words open. We need to have the Bible open. We need, we need to be willing, <laughs> you know, to train ourselves in righteousness. Like, like there is so much... Um, Just, you know, and we know once again that like physical training, like it has its benefits, right? But wow, like how about so much more, even like the Bible, like spending time in Scripture. And like once again, this isn't like how much time do I spend? Like I'm going to spend eight hours just consuming information and never be in the presence of Jesus. Like no, let's spend time in Scripture properly. Well, let's realize just how powerful, right? And how we're gonna be trained up, you know, we're gonna like be building these like spiritual muscles, right? Because, you know, on the flip side, you know, all throughout the day and in our in our lives, you know, if you know we're training in other things, right? There's certain things that we're always devoting our time that we're improving to. You know, we we and we can't have our Bibles closed. We need to have our Bibles open so that we are being trained in righteousness, right? And lastly, we're just gonna go to the end of 2 of, of Timothy um, you know, 3, chapter 3, up down to verse 17, right? So w- what is all of this doing here? You know, that the man of God may be complete and equipped uh, for every good work. That's amazing, right? Like that is the sufficiency of Scripture right there. You know, that we m- would be complete and equipped for every good work. But once again, look at the, the, even the comparison between, like, verse 17 and, and 16, right? Um, that, that, that Scripture is going to accomplish all that it's meant to go out and accomplish, right? Um, that we need to come to the Bible, you know, submitting to Jesus and allowing His words to shape us and not what can we take uh, to the Bible or, you know, and, 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 and twist it for our own. But once again, in verse 16, All scripture is breathed out by God. But notice how in verse 17, that once again, once that we understand scripture and that we're reading scripture properly, that it always pushes us into action. That the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And that's amazing, right? We can't just start at the beginning and say, you know, I got all this knowledge. I got all this head knowledge. But if it doesn't produce anything, then we are not going to Scripture for the right reason because we know that God is, is a God who's alive. God is active, you know, and His words, like, like, the, like all of Scripture is breathed out by God. And so once again, when it comes to even in, in, in our discussions, you know, as to what is going on nowadays, um, in, in, in any time, if we're going to look at any issue, you know, and, and, and then we're going to, you know, we're going to hear about it. We're going to debate about it. We're going to discuss about it. But if it doesn't lead us to action, then what's the point, right? So uh, once again, I just want to say, right, uh, that, that, you know, th- the amazing part is that Jesus' words are changing us. They're transforming us. And as a, out of a response of worship, And out of the right response, we say, wow, Jesus, this changes everything about me. This changes the way that I'm going to live. And that's amazing. And so once again, just to kind of conclude, right? But as for you, continue in what you've learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof and for correction or for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So on that end, I will pray for us and thank you Reach Montreal for for being here this morning. So let me just pray. Father, um, we thank you for your word. We thank you for... um, for your writings and how that you know that you've revealed yourself to us through scripture I just pray that as a church as a people that we would approach scripture in the right way and that we uh, would learn about it that we would allow your word to wash us but at the end of it that we would find you we don't just want information we want you, but we thank you, Jesus. If if there's places that we don't understand, that we can ask you, and I just ask, Lord, that you know, for the upcoming weeks and months and years, that Reach Montreal would be known as a church, uh, this community, this this family, that we would seek the scriptures together, and that ultimately we would find you, that we would be open for your rebuke, Jesus, for your teaching and your correction. And that we would find you. Because ultimately, that's what's burning in our hearts. We just want to spend time with you. We want to we wanna eat and consume the bread of life. Um, and we want to be sustained by every word that you've spoken. So we just thank you for this in Jesus' name. And that we get to do this in community. That we would have the right posture. And that we would repent for any misreading of scripture. Lord Jesus, correct us and rebuke us. And let us be joyful in experiencing and knowing you.